Why are people so obsessed with tiny things? Find out next on Junk Food. Welcome to Junk Food, the podcast about junk food, where we rate and review mystery treats to determine which one will be the undisputed champion of snacks. I'm your host, Mike, alongside me as always, Alyssa. Hey, Dad. Hey, Liz. So, got some sad news. Sad news, oh no. Okay. So, uh, my doctor, my hmm. doctor told me I'm going deaf, and it was just really hard for me to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's pretty good. That was all in the delivery there, kiddo. That was uh, that was well played. Uh-huh. It, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> so, no one can see this, obviously, because this is radio. You're drinking something on the air here. What is that that you have? Um, An apple cider slushy. An apple cider slushy. The taste of the season, obviously. No, and, it's uh, actually Christmas time now that Halloween's over. Uh, no, that's not how that works. There is this thing called Thanksgiving, which is in between well, those two holidays. Well, Thanksgiving, y'all, and our parents are real happy to see us. I'm excited to see you, especially since you have an apple cider slush here and you didn't bring me one. My bad. Yeah, 100% your bad. I did buy some ice cream, though. Oh, really? What kind? Um, mint chip. Oh, mint good choice. Mint cow chip. It's super good. Mint cow chip. What is the difference between mint cow chip and mint chocolate chip? Like regular? I don't know. Is it the green mint chip or the white mint chip? The green mint chip. I think I like the green mint chip better. Me too. I know that there is absolutely no difference and that it's just food dye. It's because of the presentation of it. But it's, yeah, it's the presentation. I think I like the green one better. A lot of, it's become, listen, it's become trendy, popular, I would say even, for people to say that they like the white mint chip better. I don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome back once again to the world's Yeetus podcast. Very mid, giving them the X super bus and hitting them with the Riz each and every week. Liz, it's week 12 of college football season. Yeah. You don't care, do you? No. No. Boston College plays uh, Pittsburgh tonight. Liz, you know somebody that goes to Pitt, don't you? Yeah, actually I do. Yeah. Ryan. Sh- sh- shout out. We don't need to say his whole name. Oh, Ryan Um, Tomatoes. <laughs> Shout out to Ryan, a friend of the show, Adelia's older brother. Hey, Liz, uh, your Uncle Pat, of course, went to West Virginia University, like most of the people in my family, except for me. Uh, he does not care for Pitt, for Pittsburgh. Me either. Did you know that? I like Penn State you and like Rutgers. You like Penn State? Most likely Rutgers. More mm-hmm. so Rutgers. Liz, do you know that when your brother, uh, your brother, when your Uncle Pat was at West Virginia, there was this thing that he and his friends used to say when they were students there, uh, when the Mountaineers would play the Panthers, that we cannot repeat on this show uh, because it's vulgar, but it's very memorable because it rhymes. What is it like? What's it rhyme with? Uh, I'm not going to say it because then you'll you'll know. But it rhyme <laughs> well. It rhymes with Pitt, obviously, because it's a, you're saying it at oh. Pittsburgh and Pitt fans. <laughs> yeah, you got it, Liz. Uh, it's funny. People like to say things that rhyme, regardless of if there's any truth to it or not, because rhyming and symmetry are really good pneumatic device, uh, pneumatic mnemonic devices to get people to remember things. Yeah. Do you know, one time, Liz, I went to this class. It was like a leadership training seminar. This was for work. One of the instructors kept repeating this mantra that he had. Leaders are completers. Leaders are completers, Liz. And like everybody dutifully nodded and wrote it all down in their notes, like it was this arcane wisdom that he was spewing there. Leaders are completers. I never got it. I did not understand this. I don't either. Liz, what does task completion have to do with leadership? 
Because if you get your work done, I don't know. Yeah, nothing. I maintain that it's nothing. It was. I'm glad that you tried to make a connection there. That's good critical thinking. But wait, no, no, I got it. I got it. Okay, let's hear. Because it. Because if you want to lead, so we'll we'll use basketball. If you okay. want to lead your team to victory, you need to do the little things that the little tasks that that help you that help you build up. Um. <laughs> uh huh. You were almost there. You almost. There are dots. tiny tasks to help you to, to... I can't do it. Yeah, I can't either. I mean, you could say, like, leaders are good decision makers. As you squeak your straw into the microphone on the apple cider slush that you did not bring me. Good grief. Uh, leaders are inspiring lists. I would have accepted that. Oh. Yeah, but none of those things rhyme, so instead we get leaders are completers. And Pitt is... <laughs> That's not it. That was a good try, but that's not it. Anyway, Liz, uh, like I said, we're coming down to the wire on college football, and you don't care at all, do you? Not really. My friends, uh, Alyssa, that live in the South, they love college football. In the southern part of the United States, college football is like religion or oxygen, In like, uh, especially in Alabama, for example. They'll well, get up Dad, early on the weekends. What's that, bud? What happened to the Phils? Uh, we don't talk about that <laughs> on this program, and I didn't. I forgot to edit that out of the last episode that just aired, so that's a little bit unnerving, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. This was a, The Phillies were the team of destiny this year, and they fell short. I will love this team forever, just like I did with the 93 Phillies, but uh, I can't help but be disappointed. Yeah. This was not the outcome anyone hoped for. Yeah. I know. But Liz, we were talking about college football now because we're distracting ourselves from the fact that baseball season is over (laughs) by using other sports. One guy I know, Alyssa from Mississippi, he used to set up five separate televisions on Saturdays so that he could watch all of the college games that he wanted to watch all at the same time. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Very good. Liz, we didn't have much interest in college football where I grew up for a number of reasons. Uh, We were mostly into pro sports because we had local professional sporting franchises like... uh, (gasps) Well, in football, the Philadelphia Eagles, for example. I had a map test today and Mississippi was on it. Well, I hope so if it was a map of the United States. There's a lot of people that would like Mississippi not to be on the map of the United States. Most of them live in Louisiana. Why? There's a rivalry. No, but I want Louisiana to stay in Louisiana because it looks like an L and that's how I remember (laughs) it. It does. That's right. Uh, Louisiana, the worst state in the union, except for Mississippi, usually. How about Montana? Montana? Not a factor. How about South Dakota? Never been there. North Dakota? Also never been there. Wisconsin! I like Wisconsin. Utah? I want to go to Utah. I want to live in Utah. You want to live in Utah? Preppy Stanley Cup moms. Preppy Stanley Cup moms. You have to understand it to get it done. I have no idea what that means. Anyway, Liz, you said you like Rutgers and Penn State, right? Yeah. Well, those are probably like the closest thing that we have to a home team in college football here. Like these kind of people. Like they're all farmy and... You're showing me... Uh, pictures of some very bland See? looking, <laughs> some very bland looking blonde white people. And they have like hats. Silly hats. Uh, a lot of earth tones in their yeah. wardrobes. Okay. Do you think any of them like college football list? Do you think the Utah moms watch the Utah Utes or maybe uh, BYU? No. Brigham Young. No, I don't know. Like you said, we would watch Rutgers or Penn State. Those were like the closest thing that we had to a, a home team for college football list. Uh, Rutgers was good for like two years and then probably never again. They played oh, the coach Mason went to um Rutgers, Mm-mm. Penn State, Mm-mm. <laughs> the one you went Seton Hall. Oh, how about that? Well, or he said, or he was wearing a shirt that said it. Oh, fascinating. Liz, here's the thing: uh, Seton Hall football undefeated since 1856. 
never oh. lost a game. Do you know why? Why? They don't have a football team. They've never played a game. <laughs> it's a big joke. It's on a t-shirt. Liz. What? That reminds me of this week's snack. Up next on Junk Feud. Hot dog nuggets. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> Hot dog nuggets. That's right, Liz. I cannot imagine uh, a more mm, unappetizing phrase. <laughs> what is a hot dog nugget, Alyssa? Um, they're cheap wieners dunked in batter <laughs> and deep fried. That's right. Uh, you, going, going <laughs> off script a little bit there, improvising on uh, what Chef Skinner said in Ratatouille when he was arguing about uh, Gusto's frozen line of corn dogs. That's I right. still haven't seen Ratatouille yet. You have not seen Ratatouille? Never. Perhaps the best food movie of all time? No. Oh my gosh. Well, guess what we're doing right after this show? Finishing Coco, because when we're recording this, it's November 1st. So, Los Dias de Mo Motoro. <laughs> yeah, close. <laughs> what is it? Not really. Dia de los Muertos? Muertos. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Liz. Yes. Hot dog nuggets, just little corn dogs in nugget form. That's it. That's all they are. You know what we usually do on this show where we talk about the history of the snack and when it was invented and who it was invented by and usually whether or not there's some controversy around who invented it? Guess what? What? There is no history of hot dog nuggets or corn dog nuggets, as far as I can tell, anywhere on the internet. They just showed up one day, fully formed, frozen in boxes in grocery stores. I cannot find any historical data on the hot dog nugget itself as an individual item. How about those tiny tacos? I do like tiny tacos. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Good. But Liz, before that, we have to talk about these hot dog nuggets and where you can actually get them. And there are, for the most part, two primary places that people get hot dog nuggets when they talk about this snack. The first one, I think perhaps the most popular place to get hot dog nuggets, which at this eatery are called corn dog nuggets, appropriately enough, is a place, Alyssa, called Casey's Corner. Do you know what Casey's Corner is? Mm -mm. It's a baseball-themed quick-service restaurant at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Liz, we've talked a lot about Disney parks and food this year, so we don't have to like rehash any of that or relitigate it. But this place in particular, Casey's Corner, despite being like your bog-standard fast-food theme park counter, a thing itself not known for quality, uh, just like serves hot dogs and french fries to very tired, very sweaty, very upset tourists. And they love it. It is uh beloved. Oh. I don't get it. Uh, the theming is nice, especially if you like the poem Casey at the Bat and the Disney cartoon that adapted it. Do you know that poem, Liz? Casey mm -hmm. at the Bat? There will be no joy in Mudville, mighty Casey has struck out. You never read that in school? We're reading Poe. Yeah. Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. We just read The Raven. Oh, man. I love that poem. That was like my favorite Poe poem. I know it's like entry level, you know, generic Poe, but... Uh, I liked it so much because in one of the earlier Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. We got to watch it. Yeah. They did an adaptation where Bart was the raven and uh, Homer was, you know, the guy looking for his lost Lenore. Bart, and they're establishing mood. <laughs> very good. List, that it was like, that was horrifying to me. The sense of atmosphere that they evoked with a yellow cartoon boy bird was, I was legitimately scared frightened by that when of a, I was a raven kid. upon my chamber door yeah that's right anyway casey at the bat is uh equally a tragic poem like the raven list because it's about this uh big slugger who plays for the mudville baseball team and he's always expected to like win the game and then in a pivotal moment he strikes out and uh <gasps> list if you like can believe Schwarber? it oh gosh <laughs> 
You're opening up fresh wounds there, kid. Liz, if you can believe this, when I was a little kid and our teacher read that poem to us in class, I cried because Casey struck out because I was so conditioned for the hero to always win. I was not ready for like a downer ending. Mm. It was like Seven, the David Fincher movie, but for little kids. You don't know what that is, do you? No. What's in the box? Uh, What's Liz. in the box? <laughs> that was pretty good. That was your best Brad Pitt there, huh? Who's Brad Pitt? Oh, never mind. Never Who's mind. Brad Pitt, she says. So in <laughs> case you in case you ever wanted to know the cultural disparity between a 13-year-old and someone of my vintage, there it is right there. Who's Brad Pitt? Liz, uh, like we were saying, Casey's Corner, good theming. It's a nice looking restaurant. There's a piano outside. A guy occasionally plays it, but that I think that's like all it has going for it. And still people flock there and a lot of them are there just to eat a tray of these corn dog nuggets, Alyssa. So they're actually good. Well, we'll find out in just a moment. But for whatever reason, people love them. Liz, they love them so much. There was a controversy about the Casey's Corner hot dog nuggets just a few years ago. Do you want to hear about it? I want to say it? that. You want to say it? Okay, go ahead. Say it. No, I want to say the controversy. Say it. <gasps> controversy. Great job. Good line read. Liz. What? Here's the thing. On May 21st in 2019, there was a post on the website DisneyFoodBlog.com. You like this one, right? Yeah. We watched the videos together. They claimed that something was wrong with the corn dog nuggets at Casey's Corner. Wait, like AJ or DJ? Yeah, it was AJ. That's right. Shout out to AJ. Liz, uh, apparently the corn dog nuggets had been changed in some way. And yeah, DFB went to the parks to investigate. Here's what they did. They ordered some corn dog nuggets. Uh, and then they talked to the cast members that worked there at Casey's Corner to see what was up. And it turns out, Liz, for some reason, Disney had switched the dog inside the corn dog nuggets at Casey's from the uh, original beef and pork mix sausage to a chicken-based variety, Alyssa. Have you had a chicken sausage before? No. A chicken hot dog? No. Well, the thing about a chicken hot dog is that it's very, very different from a beef or a beef and pork hot dog. Uh, the meat is a very pale pink instead of like that deep reddish brown, that sort of almost brick colored normal hot dog that you have. And the taste and the texture was off too. They're a little bit milder and a little bit mushier than the sort of savory, snappy beef and pork dogs that you would usually get. It was so bad that in just the short amount of time that it's that had transpired since they uh, changed the recipe, all the cast members there said they had had so many complaints that they were offering refunds or substitutions to customers if they didn't like what they got. And this was a big deal or, well, it's like as big of a deal as these things get because the corn dog nuggets at Casey's for whatever reason had become almost as iconic as things like Dole Whip or turkey legs in the park that we've talked about before. People were going out of their way to eat these like frozen snacks on these very expensive vacations that they were taking and it was wild and they were really, really upset that this was changed. I read the comments on that article list uh, and they're bonkers, of course, because if you're going to comment on an article about corn dog nuggets at a theme park, probably bonkers. you're a, yeah, you're a special, a special variety of individual list. The first comment on the article was something so like, like I don't comment on <laughs> Disney food blog posts. There is a line somewhere list. Uh, the first comment was somebody saying that it was actually nice that they had switched to chicken from beef and pork because many people don't eat beef or pork. And then immediately below that, a response, the very second comment, all caps, yelling, this is a travesty. <laughs> They're super serious about it. Here's what oh, happened. Oh, yeah. Can't people like not eat pork because of their religion? Uh, some people, yeah. That's right. And then some people don't grade. eat. You learned that in fifth grade. Yep. And of course, some people don't eat meats for you know any variety of reasons yeah. uh, as well. Like the vegan teacher. That's right. Like the vegan teacher. There you go. Teacher? 
Cheecher. The vegan Cheecher? The vegan Cheecher. <laughs> That's right. The rural juror, the vegan Cheecher. List. Uh, on the 31st of May, Disney Food Blog posted again. And this time they were letting fans know that their voices had been heard and Disney had reversed course and reinstated the former beef and pork regime. It took exactly 10 days between posts <laughs> for them to realize what a bad idea it was to change the corn dog nugget recipe list uh, oh and write the ship, as it were. Yeah. Oh, they have corn dog nuggets at school. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that list because part of the pushback undeniably came from parents of children that were picky eaters and especially you know this from personal experience if you are on a vacation or at a theme park and a kid wants a very specific thing and that's all they'll eat and nothing else and there's any slight variation in that thing it is enough to elicit an emotional response oh yeah i do that yeah you definitely do that your brother also for example shout out to chase from health feud he loves those single serving ramen cups he calls it nurdle soup yeah and uh Probably because you give it to him. Well, yeah, that's true. There's a, a little bit of familiarity there. But he will only eat the Marachan brand of single-serving noodle soup cups, not the Nissen brand, despite them being like nearly identical. Yeah. He he can tell the difference, too. It's uncanny. Um, kids love these things, Liz. In fact, like you said, they are regularly offered on school lunch menus around the country. You guys have corn dog nuggets for lunch at school. Yeah, the ones at our school are not good. Uh, well, we'll see uh, how much different they are than the ones that we got today. Liz, this is fascinating to me. Corn dog nuggets, hot dog nuggets are a particular favorite of kids in Brazil for whatever reason. I found a whole tranche of academic literature discussing their inclusion into regional diets in South America, mostly focused on Brazil. Hmm. It's pretty wild. Here's another thing, and I think you're going to like this a lot. Because you brought up tiny tacos earlier, Liz. Obsession with small foods. Yeah, that's right. Kids might like things like hot dog nuggets because they are small, like kids. Uh, but they're, you know, I'm being flippant there, but there are actual real psychological reasons that people like small things, including small versions of regular foods, Liz. It's true. The psychology of cuteness, Alyssa, is an actual field of study that dates back to 1943, and it posits there's... There's this thing called the baby schema, which are like features that are associated with babies, like giggles or, or big wide eyes, for example. And those things elicit parental responses to feel responsibility for caring for a thing which makes us like it. So people have real physical hormonal responses to this. They release oxytocin and dopamine when they see cute things. It makes your body feel good to see something that's tiny and cute. Did you know that? No. I didn't know any of this either. There's nostalgia too, obviously, because we can associate smaller things with the comfort of childhood because when we were kids, things were smaller because we were smaller. Uh, and then, of course, there's the natural novelty of seeing something small because your brain is naturally inclined to find something that's normal in design and construction, for example, but unusual in size to be unique and unusual. And that makes you feel awe and wonder at the fact that it exists at all. And then these things become simulacra, stand-ins for a real thing, but in sort of like a non-threatening way that you can feel some control over. Oh, I love small foods. They're so tiny and cute. Yeah. What are some of your favorite versions of small foods, Liz? We've talked about a lot of them on this very show. We just had Skittles Littles the other day. Oh my gosh. This uh -huh. is hard. And by the way, Skittles Littles, leaders or completers, memorable because it rhymes. They could have called them mini Skittles, but they didn't. Skittles Littles. I like the... the um. 
the melts, the yogurt melts. Oh, yeah, the little baby yogurt melts. Like the banana ones. I like those because they look like the top of an ice cream cone, of yeah. like a mini ice cream cone. That's right. Uh, what else did we eat on the show? Cocoa Puffs minis list. Oh, yeah. Former reigning defending undisputed champion of snacks. Baby carrots and ranch. Ooh, I'm yeah. going to have that for a snack later. I think that's a good idea. We had some of those last night. I didn't have any carrots. I only had the celery. Oh, you had the celery and ranch. Yes. Okay. Well, changing up. Liz, uh, mini donuts. What do you think about mini donuts? Mm, they're good. Yeah, just okay, I would say, right? Mm-hmm. How about mini cupcakes? OMG, I love mini cupcakes. Mini cupcakes, I think, is the better they're presentation They're better than of a regular cupcakes. I want a one-bite cupcake. I don't want to make a mess with a cupcake. The cake exactly. gets everywhere. The icing smears. No fun to eat a cupcake. Even if you do the sandwich trick, it's no fun. I do the sandwich trick with the little ones, and then I eat it. Yeah, that's a good, good idea, because it's still one bite. Mm-hmm. How about mini cookies, Liz? Mini cookies can be good. Yeah. Here's a way they, I don't think they're good. We're going to talk about this when we do a show. Cookie crisp. I don't care for cookie crisp. Yeah. How about, oh, how about those tiny cookies from Trader Joe's that we got? I think I put a picture of those on our Instagram. They were like little tiny things, like the size of a pencil eraser. I thought they were good though. Very crunchy. Hmm? The tiniest chocolate chip cookies that I got from Trader Joe's. You don't remember those? I brought them home from uh, Virginia. Mm, They're good. We don't have any. I ate them all last night. (laughs) What else, Liz? What other tiny, tiny foods do you like? Small foods. Well, can I count one that I don't like? Sure. White Castle sliders. Yeah, yeah, White Castle sliders. You definitely didn't like. Those are, there are some mini burgers that I think are very good. I don't think White Castle sliders are very good. Why did we, why did we give that on the show? I think you gave them an F, didn't you? Almost certainly. I don't remember, but that's probably it. How about cake pops? Does a cake pop count? It's like a small cake? No. No? But a small cake would be good. Yeah, but the cake pops are on a stick, so it's like different. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. So like a corn dog is on a stick, but a corn dog nugget is not. Mm-hmm. So that's different, sure. How about goldfish crackers? Do they count? It's a small ver it's a small Well they have mini goldfish. There are mini goldfish, there, you're right. I had them, they're so good. So goldfish don't count, but mini goldfish do, even though a goldfish is a small version of a fish which is not actually a cracker. So we're like two levels deep in the rabbit they're hole. They're like the size of my finger now. Yeah, I like them. I like the baby goldfish. Oh, by the way, I, I should bring this up as we were talking about Skittles Littles. I said on the show. Oh, yeah. As we were reviewing them that I thought they were like, what did I say? Like a quarter of the like size of bar- a regular Skittle? No, you said that they were barely smaller. Oh, barely smaller than a Skittle. Oh, that's right. I did. I said they were almost, I said they were like seven eighths the size of like, a regular they're Skittle. They're almost identical. They're I thought they were. tinier. Uh, but that was without context because I didn't have any regular Skittles next to them. So what I did was I found a bag of regular Skittles and then I took the Skittles Littles that we had and I got out the kitchen scale list and I weighed them to see. They were exactly half smaller. Exactly half size. That's right. They weighed exactly half of what the regular size Skittles did. So mea culpa, shout out to Skittles Littles, I guess. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Liz, the other place you can get corn dog nuggets, the one we haven't discussed yet, is Nathan's Famous. What do you know about Nathan's Famous, Liz? Um, Nathan's Famous is named after an actual guy. Yeah, that's right. It's, named Nathan uh, Hen- Handworker. Nathan Handworker, that's right. Perhaps the most famous hot dog stand in America, Lissa. According to the company lore, Nathan Handworker started a hot dog stand on Coney Island with 300 bucks in his pocket and his wife's secret recipe for hot dogs in 1916. Most people know it today as the namesake for the 4th of July hot dog eating contest. Wait, which, Dad. Yeah? Real quick. Please. Mount Crunchmore of hot dogs. Oh my goodness, Mount Crunchmore of hot dogs? Yeah. 
Like hot dog varieties or places to get hot dogs? No, just, oh, well, like brand hot dogs. Brand hot dogs. Oh, my gosh. I have mine. Do you want to hear something funny? What? Uh, one of the biggest fights your mom and I ever got into was over <laughs> hot dog brands. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we both laughed because in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, there's uh, Clark and Ellen are talking about their families coming up and she said christmas is the time when your mother accuses my mother of buying cheap hot dogs and then we both saw that and left uh okay so i'm going to talk about my top four hot dog brands wow okay so i have i think i have an answer um i think the best ones you can get regularly are the um hebrew national hot dogs those are really really good you can buy them in big packs at the store they're always reliable snappy salty spicy very good I like the Costco hot dogs that you can buy. You're nodding in agreement. No one can see that because it's radio, but you're nodding in agreement. I'll also say Vienna beef hot dogs, which are the ones that you make Chicago hot dogs with, but you can buy them pretty regularly. Like street dogs? Uh, well, yeah, you can get them on the street. Sure. Uh, it's not like a New York City street dog or an LA street dog, for example. A Chicago dog is a different thing. It's got a whole bunch of different stuff on it than you would find in what we would consider to be normal or regular hot dog toppings. There's a whole pickle, sport peppers, this like radioactive looking relish. It's uh, I, I think they're very good, actually. I used to get them at Sonic when I would be driving home late at night from school. Chicago hot dogs from Sonic are not bad if you're on the East Coast and you can't get to a regular Chicago dog place. Uh, what's, what's the last one? Oh, and the last one I think is probably a Sabret dog, Alyssa. Sabret dogs are the ones that are the New York street vendors have in their carts usually. Sabret hot dogs. You know so that's I'm probably my top four. Say? What's that? The ones in Maine. The, oh, the pink the hot pink dogs? Ones. I do like the Maine pink hot dogs. I don't, I like looking at them because they're fun, <laughs> but they don't really taste like that those. much different. To me, I think a lot of the novelty of the main pink hot dog is the split top bun. Like you use a lobster roll bun for those, which I think is fun too. My number but we can't one get is them the Costco here. one and uh -huh. then the main one and then that's it. Or the so, ones that Chase eats. Well, those are Hebrew national. Yeah. So we have a very similar top four then. You like the main pink hot dogs, number one, then Costco, then Hebrew national. No, Costco number one. Oh, Costco number one. Sure. Then the main pink hot dogs. Yeah. And then uh, Hebrew national. And you don't have a fourth? Mm. You know what I definitely don't like? What? I don't like the bog standard grocery store dogs, like the Ballpark Franks, even though they have a Phillies association, or the like Dietz and Watson. Oh, I don't like the ones where they're like super like crunchy on the outside. Well, that's usually just in the preparation. That's like if you burn them on the grill a little bit. Your like, mom likes like them like that. Your mom likes to cook them extra on the grill. I don't like it like that. Liz, anyway, we said... Uh, Nathan's Famous founded in 1916. What else was going on in 1916, Alyssa? Um, um, World War One. Yeah, for for one World War One, lots of World War One, lots of bombings. Pancho Villa led to the Mexican Revolution. Yeah, Pancho Villa, uh, Villa, Villa, Pancho Villa led the Mexican Revolution. Shackleton hunted for the endurance. Ernest Shackleton, R.I.P. to a real one. The Boy Scouts started. Uh huh. A shark attack. Um. Heard it. <laughs> no, you have to read the words that are there, a not shark the ones you want attacked to make up. five swimmers along the New Jersey coastline, ins inspiring Peter Benchley to write the book Jaws, which became his favorite movie. My favorite movie. That's also right. called Jaws. That's right. Also called Jaws. What else, Liz? Um, the National Park Service was created. Uh huh. Piggly Wiggly. That's fun to say. It is. Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> Piggly Wiggly founded in Memphis in 1916. The best named grocery store in America, for sure. 
Georgia Tech beat Q. I can't talk now. Beat Cum Cumberland. Cumberland College two hundred. 222 to zero. Yeah, in college football, Georgia Tech beat Cumberland College 222 to nothing. The 40-hour work week started. Uh-huh. Ferruccio. Ferruccio. Ferruccio Lamborghini was born. Uh-huh. And Grigori Rasputin died. Maybe. 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 We don't know. Rasputin was a little bit supernatural. Liz, uh, I'm going to guess that you've never eaten at a Nathan's Famous, have mm. you? No, they're they're pretty ubiquitous in this area, actually, in the, the northeast region here, in the proximity to New York City and Coney Island. Most mall food courts have them, Liz. There's one in the in the mall closest to our house. That's where I went today. Spoiler alert. Uh, there are a lot of highway rest drops, but they're never really our first choice for eating out, are they, Liz? Mm-mm. No, and it's odd, too, I think, in a way that uh, there aren't more popular hot dog restaurants in the United States. You're right. I mean, there are a lot of hamburger restaurants, obviously. Yeah. But there aren't very many great American popular hot dog restaurants, which is kind of odd, I think. Cause you know what's kind of odd? What's that? The burger place has uh-huh. better food than their burgers. <laughs> That's right. The burger restaurant in town named for their burger uh, does not do a great burger, I don't think. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, well, we're going to cut all this out because we're not going to dox them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, anyway, Liz, the I mean, the hot dogs at Nathan's are pretty good. And um, when you order French fries there, the French fries are not very good. They're usually a little bit soggy. But when you order French fries there, they give you these little tiny red plastic spears to eat them with. With, this, uh, with They give you these little tiny red plastic spears to eat them with, which I think is pretty fun because you can like stab the French fries and dunk them in the ketchup. That's pretty neat. But that's kind of all they have going for them. Here's the thing, though, Liz. I don't know if you know this or not. I used to have regular access to a Nathan's Famous because there was one in the cafeteria at my college. Oh. Liz, do you want to hear about the cafeteria at college? Sure. Okay. This is pretty funny. Wait. Uh, was there a Taco Bell? There was, in fact, Alyssa, a Taco Bell. Whoa. So here, why don't we do it this way? Um, I want to know, let's have a more freeform conversation here. What are First of all, what are your general impressions of college, Alyssa. What do you know about it as a 13-year-old who's going to be going to college in just five years? What do you know about college? Um, I know that there are classes. Okay, that's a good start. <laughs> um, You can bring your backpack to classes with you. Sure, that's similar to high school. Oh, um, you can... Um, there's, there's a professor. That's right. Teachers are called professors. Very good. And there's like a big room for each class. Oh, sometimes. Sure. So there are large lecture halls. Now, I'd like to know this because this is important for our perceptions of college. Where was it that you saw the big lecture halls that made you think that college classrooms are very large? Where did you see Um, that? This video of this guy going into his college class with this big giant bucket of Fruit Loops and milk. Uh, Okay. So you saw it in a viral social media posts. Yes. And okay. um what's that one movie called? Oh, what is it? Um not Gilmore Girls. It was it was um I don't know what it's called. Well, what was it about? Who was in it? What do you remember about it? It was the girl from like the mom. She was a mom. It was the girl from the mom. Go on. <laughs> she looks like Ashley Tisdale. Okay, that doesn't help me at all. Liz, here's what I mean. 
your impressions oh, of college. Oh, oh, oh. oh, she wears a yellow plaid <laughs> dress. Hold on. Are you talking about Legally Blonde? No, 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 no. It's like that, though. It's super like that. And it's a movie that you said you liked. Clueless. It's Clueless. That's about high school. It's not about college. Oh. Liz, uh, here's the thing, though. Your impressions of college are shaped by popular culture and media. So for you, that's viral social media posts. And for me, that was movies, kind of like the ones you're discussing. When I was your age, when I was 13, I think everything that I knew about college, I knew from movies. And mostly I knew from a movie called Animal House. Have you ever seen Animal House? Mm -mm. No, of course not. Because if I let you watch that, I would be a bad parent. But <laughs> I don't, well, I don't know. At 13, I guess you can probably see it now or, you know, pretty soon. We always watched it because remember when we were talking about um, horror movies that had television edits? Yeah. Right. Well, Animal House had that too. So all the questionable parts were cut out and we could watch them as kids and you kind of, you still got the gist of it. But basically everything I knew about college, I knew from Animal House, which was not a good representation of what college was actually like. Because Animal House was all about like partying and getting into mischief and doing bad were things. Were there a lot of college parties? There were a lot of college parties. Yeah, I think so. I didn't go to a party school, but still there were college parties. And in fact, some of the college parties, not all of them, but some of them were similar to the ones that you would see on TV and in movies. Just What's the craziest college party you went to? Oh, um, for liability purposes, we shouldn't discuss that here on this show. Liz. Can you tell me later? Sure. <laughs> um, here's the thing about Animal House, though. It was so ubiquitous when I was a college student that I think almost every single person in my class had a poster of Bluto hanging somewhere in their dorm. Bluto was a did character. you live at your college? I did, yeah. Uh, I was a resident in the dormitories for the first two years and then off campus in an apartment for the next two. So yeah, that's another thing you know about college. You can go to live there. Yeah. Your brother Chase is very excited about the prospect of being able to live at a college, but then not actually doing it. He just wants to know that you're allowed to. Yeah. Listen, you know that blue sweatshirt that I have that just says college on it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the... That's the sweatshirt that Bluto wears in the famous poster from Animal House. Hmm. So, Liz, like I said, uh, I had regular access to Nathan's Famous because it was in the cafeteria, in fact. And the meal plan that I paid for meant that I could order anything from anywhere in the cafeteria. Oh. You see? You're looking at uh, John Belushi as Bluto right now. I've seen this dude before. You've seen this dude before. Yeah. What else have you seen John Belushi in? No, I saw him in clips of this. Oh, uh, in clips from Animal House. Yeah. I of course. Know he had other movies. Yeah, he's uh, very. He was a very famous actor, Juliet Jake. Why do they start the with Blues National Brothers? Lampoon's? National Lampoon was a humor magazine from uh, that spun out of the Harvard Lampoon at Harvard University, and then became also a movie production studio or mm. a brand associated with movie production. And they made lots of funny movies. Got you. Like uh, Christmas Vacation, list is also a National Lampoon property. <gasps> That's my favorite Christmas movie. I know. We're going to talk about that this year, I think. It's on the schedule. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Oh, and you and you squeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was, uh, which animal was that? Raccoon? Chipmunk? <laughs> Don't know. So, Liz, like I was saying, uh, you could order anything you wanted from any of the shops in the cafeteria. There was like a like a, a short order grill kind of thing where they would make you, you know, whatever they were making for the day, plus maybe some other stuff they had on hand. Also, Liz, a KFC and a Taco Bell. A combination KFC and Taco Bell, of course, from the from the song. You know that song? I'm at the KFC, I'm at the Taco Bell. Oh, I'm at the I'm combination at the... KFC and Taco Bell, that one. I'm at the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Uh at KFC, I ordered lots of chicken strips and mashed potatoes and gravy, and then they had these strawberries and cream 
pies, like these these uh, refrigerated desserts. I would get a lot of those. Probably you ate chicken strips every single day while I was there. KFC actually doesn't have a bad mashed potato. Yeah, I uh, for for dehydrated, rehydrated mashed potatoes and gravy that is mostly MSG. I well, think it's pretty good. You guys make a much better one. We do make an excellent variety, uh, an excellent version of the KFC Famous Bowl at home. That's true. Can we have that soon? Yeah, sure. That'd be a good idea. Just don't make that much chicken. Don't make that much chicken. You just want a big bowl of mashed potatoes and gravy <laughs> with corn and cheese on it. Yeah. Oh, God. Liz, uh, at the Taco Bell, usually we would get quesadillas, chicken or steak quesadillas. Mm. Uh, and every once in a while, if we were feeling especially peckish, we would have what we called the fat kid combo, which was... Uh, well, you know, not a very nice thing to say, first of all, but it was KFC chicken strips and a quesadilla from Taco Bell. So we would mix and match. That was what I ate most of, just those two places. It was right at the right next to the door, easy in, easy out. Grab a bag of food, go back to the dorm and watch wrestling on TV. I ate a lot of pizza lists. We had a pretty decent pizza place there. Did you have- We did not have Blaze's Pizza. We just had like a regular like strip mall style pizza place, like non-branded, just a, you know, pizza. It said, I remember the guy that made the pizza was an Egyptian guy. And uh, one time he was using the pizza cutter and he like, he would slam it down onto one side of the crust and then roll it on and then twist the pizza a little bit and slam it down and roll it onto the other side. And one time he was not paying attention to what he was doing and he slammed the pizza cutter down onto the tip of his thumb. And just blood squirted everywhere all over the pizza. And he looked up and looked around and I was the only one that saw this and noticed. And then he just went right back to cutting the pizza again. And then I stopped eating the pizza there <laughs> after that moment. Oh, That was pretty gross. Uh, I also, oh, Alyssa, one more thing about the pizza there. When I was in school, there was a basketball player on the basketball team. The school I went to was a basketball school. Uh, this guy was a center. He was very tall. He went on to play in the NBA for quite a long time for the Philadelphia 76ers, as a matter of fact. And he would eat lunch around the same time that I would, usually by himself. And every day he would go and he would get an entire white pizza and eat the whole thing. Oh. Like one pizza every day for lunch. And he was very, very skinny, but he was a professional level athlete. So he was eating like a lot of calories Me to replace. Me and Amelia used to be centers and then everyone else shot up. <laughs> and now you're not tall anymore. No, I'm still tall. Me and Amelia are still the tallest, but still. Like everyone shot up. Like they're all right. Oh, so the, you guys are all the same size on the basketball team now. Mm -hmm. Even Ellie? No. No. Shout out to Ellie. Uh, Liz, I ate a lot of bacon, egg, and cheese bagel breakfast sandwiches. That was really good. We would get those at the Short Order Grill. There was a, a woman named Miss Virginia that would cook those for us. And every morning we would come in and she'd say, what you want, baby? And we'd say, same thing, Miss Virginia. And uh, yeah, bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel. That was excellent. And Liz, every once in a while, I would go to Nathan's. But here's the thing. I tried to avoid it because the guy that worked at Nathan's was crazy, Alyssa. Like crazier than you? Great. I'm not. I'm. <laughs> I am entirely middle of the road. Liz, this guy was nuts. I once overheard him tell a girl that was ordering her food that he was going to choke her because she changed her order. She said like, "Oh, I want the the six piece, you know, hot dog nuggets or whatever." Oh no 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 no. Make that a make that two hot dog combo. And he's like, hey, "I'm come across that counter, choke you, choke you." He was like, he was very upset about that. And uh, I mean, the times that we would go there. Nathan's had this burger on their menu called the Super Burger. Uh, it was trash. It was not good at all. But this guy would say the word Super Burger funny. So sometimes we would order it just to hear him say Super Burger, Super Burger. And he would say it like really fast like that. And it sounded a little bit like Super Booger. So sometimes <laughs> like <laughs> I would suck it up and eat a bad hamburger just to hear a guy say Super Burger. Yeah. Super Burger. Super Burger. And then of course, sometimes we would get the hot dog nuggets because they were cute and a novelty like we said earlier. Yeah. 
And that was the first place I had hot dog nuggets. And I got to say, for all the junk food that there was at Nathan's, they were probably my favorite thing on the menu. Really? Yeah. And let's guess what? What? It's now time for my favorite part of this show. Alyssa reads the ingredients. Buckle in, because this is a big list. It is. And it's nothing real. <laughs> okay. Frank beef water contains less than 2% of salt, sorbitol, sodium lactate, hydrolyzed soy, corn and wheat gluten protein, paprika, natural flavorings, sodium diacetate? Diacetate. Sodium phosphate, sodium erythorbate. Uh-huh, very good. Sodium nitrate battered and breaded with enriched wheat flour, enriched with niacin, reduced iron, thiamine mononitrate, ri- oh my gosh, riboflavin. Very good. Folic acid enriched cornmeal and corn flour, both enriched with Niacin, reduced iron, thiamine, mm-hmm. mononitrate, riboflavin, folic acid, sugar, modified cornstarch, soy flour, nonfat milk, leavening, sodium acid, pyrophosphate. Great job. Sodium bicarbonate, soybean oil, salt, egg yolks, dextrose, sodium, cassinate, and lecithin. Wow, really nice work there, Lisa. These are also uh, fried in corn oil, I found out at the restaurant, which is interesting, as opposed to somewhere like, uh, you know, Five Guys, for example, that uses peanut oil, or Chick-fil-A, which also uses peanut oil. All right, so let's get to the rules of the game. Junk Feud is a culinary clash to see which treat will be crowned the undisputed champion of snacks. It's a King of the Mountain-style battle in which the reigning champ takes on a new challenger each week to see which snack reigns supreme. And Alyssa, the reigning defending undisputed champion of snacks is... The Wendy's Frosty. And fries. fries. That's right. Liz Mochi ice cream was good. Yeah, it was. It was way better than I expected, actually. I thought it was going to be like a gimmick, one of those viral internet food trends that like looks really neat but isn't actually any good. Like rainbow bagels, for example. Those suck. Uh, they just taste like bagels. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's disappointing. I want and it to be like- And cloud bread. Oh, that's disgusting. Okay. Well, we'll do that one day. And now I'm not excited for that. Uh, but I was excited for mochi ice cream. Liz. I was pleasantly surprised. I've been actually having them for snacks when I want something like- Quick and sweet and cold and not too heavy. Wait, what was the movie we said we were going to watch? Today? Yeah. Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Rat patootie. Watch Ratatouille with my carrots and ranch. There you go. That's a good choice. List the first time I saw Ratatouille was you were very, very young, I think. Is that, what year did Ratatouille come out? Let's, hold on, let's see. 2011, maybe? Was it? 2007. Okay, so no. That's so you were not was. born yet, but uh, your mom and I were together- and for what your, your mom for whatever reason i remember she w- she had gone out for the night and i was at home by myself and ratatouille had just come out in the movie theater and so i went to the movies by myself to see ratatouille as an adult man <laughs> but it was such a great film and i was so inspired by it that i like came home and poured myself a glass of wine and made up a plate of cheese and grapes and i was like this is this is lovely this is such a wonderful yeah it was such a wonderful evening of watching a movie about a rat that controls a human to make him cook food in france and then i ate some food it was great i loved it okay (laughs) okay uh liz what (laughs) you know what we're trying today hurry up up. i want to try them do you know what's going up against the wendy's frosty um the hot dog nugs yeah hot dog nuggets also known as corn dog nuggets depending on where you get them. And also, even at Nathan's itself, they had two different pieces of signage at the Nathan's at the mall that I got these at. One said hot dog nuggets and one said corn dog nuggets, and they're the same thing. 
Wow. And we have no additional challengers today, Liz. It's just straight up mano a mano, Wendy's Frosty and Fries versus the Corn Dog Nuggets, which means it's crunch time. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Liz. Yeah. We rate our snacks using a tier list from sprinkles to fun dip. Sprinkles to fun dip. So snacks can be created A, B, C, D, or F with the very best treats earning the elusive S tier ranking. The following contest is scheduled for one serving. One serving. And it's for the undisputed championship of junk food. Liz. Yeah. Here's some hot dog nuggets for you, kiddo. Yippee. So we have a bag. A brown paper bag with black printing on it that says, what does Doesn't it say on the front? Doesn't smell too good is your initial impression. I did not bring ketchup. I did not bring any dunking sauces. They asked me if I wanted ketchup, ranch, or honey mustard, and I said no. Uh, that's respectful. Although, oh, there is ketchup in the bag. Hold on. It's your lucky day. I'm sorry if it's a squirt. Oh, I hate There are so three much. packets of oh, oh, I love seeing which ones Heinz ketchup. Okay, ready? So we got North Dakota. Hey, shout out to North Dakota again. Oh, another North Dakota. Two North Dakotas. And Montana. And Montana. Two states that you mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. How about that? Okay. Liz, it looks like since I've gone to college, Nathan's has rebranded because their packaging is different. It used to be green, and now it's black and yellow. So that's like interesting. Buffalo Wild Wings. It does. It looks a little bit like Buffalo Wild Wings. It looks similar to Permanente Brothers. Didn't I used to call Buffalo Pittsburgh Wild place. Wings? No, but my friend Jeremy did call Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> got stuck in a loop there. He called them Buffalo Jumbalo Wings. Can we put them in the air fry for a bit? Uh, yeah, these are cold because I got them like three hours ago. Yeah. Do you want to pop them yes. in the air fryer and warm them up? And we'll be back right after this. And we're back. Liz. Yes, we are. What? Yeah. We popped these in the air fryer for a couple of minutes. They came out. They were glistening. They were sizzling. You can kind of hear it. Wait, turn my mic up. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, yeah. As they cool down, you can hear the, the cornmeal the cornmeal batter contracting and crackling a little bit. And uh, Liz, full disclosure, I ate one of these in the car as soon as I got them. I think they're going to be better now than when I tried them because... When I got these, I ordered a box of 15 corn dog nuggets. These are pretty small. They're about, I don't know, what's what size would you say these are? Like... About the size of a big toe. <laughs> That's kind of what they look like. Maybe like... I don't know, inch, inch and a half? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty small. Uh, they're exceptionally greasy-less. The guy that packaged them for me at the Nathan's Famous in the mall food court just went over to like a warming tray. They were just sitting there. These were not freshly fried. And he just popped a bunch of them into a box and sent me on my way. They come packaged in the standard hot dog container. They came with three packets of ketchup. You poured yourself, poured, I guess? I don't know. How do you dispense ketchup? You dispensed a ramekin of your own ketchup from our fridge that you're dunking squeezed in Squeezed it. Yeah, you squeezed it. That's right. You got yourself an orange Gatorade. You've got quite the setup here, kiddo. You're on your second one? Fourth. You've eaten four of these in the time that it took me to say that. <laughs> so I, well, I better try one too. Uh... I like the way that they smell. They smell like the deep fryer at a roller skating rink. You know, like that generic fried food, slightly dirty oil smell that's a little bit sweet, but mostly like, yeah, you know, even almost a little bit malty, almost. Very sugary batter. Yeah, these are, these are it's a sweet cornmeal batter, crispy on the outside. Like I said, very, very greasy. It's leaving a sheen on my fingertips just holding it here. But you can see the texture of the cornmeal on the outside, on the outside, on the outside. Listen. On the outside. On the outside. <laughs> Thank you. You're crunching into the microphone. Oh, this is a crispy one. Yeah, I mean, they're sufficiently crispy. The corn batter on the outside is 
a little flavorful. It's not like overpowering. It's not excessively corny. I feel that. If it's the not hot crumbly. dog was a little less hot doggy, it would be better. Really? What would you like it to be like? More battery. Oh, wow. So you want more batter. You know, I've seen homemade versions that take like little pieces of hot dog and then they bake them into a whole corn muffin. You would probably like something like that. I think these I think these make the ratios pretty well. They're like, they're hitting just the right amount of salty, snappy, beefy hot dog in the middle. It's a little tiny hot dog, by the way. Uh, and then the little cornmeal, corn batter wrapper on the outside. Well... The reason I'm eating a lot of these is because this is my dinner after basketball practice. Uh-huh, sure. Liz, while you're eating those, I should say, this box of 15 of these cost me 10 bucks, oh. 9.99 plus tax. I knew they were pretty small, so I bought a box of 15 to make sure that we could both get a good taste of these. Uh, apparently, I will be able to have one and you will eat the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way this is going. 10 bucks to me seems like a lot for a snack, Liz. It is. Do you think? What do you think a reasonable price for hot dog nuggets would be? Like $4. Like $4 for a box? Maybe. Sure. Um, without looking at the notes, scroll this down because I don't want you to cheat here. Uh, I've put some, I've put a basket of goods into the notes here, list, And I want you to tell me, you, a child, uh, well, a teenager now, excuse me. Uh, do you have any idea about what things cost? How much things <laughs> cost if you have to pay for them? Yeah. As you choke on your Gatorade. You do. Okay. So how about this, Liz? Uh How much do bananas cost? 99 cents. 99 cents like for one banana or? Oh no, for like a whole like bushel. 99 cents for a bushel, a bunch of bananas. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I use that one as a as sort of like a calibration because that was a joke from Arrested Development. The, the rich out of touch family says, how much could one banana cost, Michael? $10. The average price for bananas in the US is about 57 cents per pound. Oh. Okay, 57 cents close. per pound. You were closer than uh, the Bluths were for sure. How about this, Liz? How much does a gallon of milk cost? Like now? Yeah, a gallon of milk in the year tw the year 2023. $5.76. $5.76 a gallon. Uh, okay, so the average price for a gallon of milk in New Jersey is closer to $4. It's three eighty two. But you can get like fancier milks that will cost a little bit more for sure. So that's not, you're not off there. How about a new car, Alyssa? How much is the average new car in the United States of America? This is probably going to stump you, I think. An average car? The average new car. In the U.S. as of September of 2023. $42,000. $42,000. If this were the price is right, you would have a good guess there. It's forty eight k so you were close without going over. Good job. $48,000. How about- I was uh, going to say 52000 and then I thought about it, and I was like, that's like a lot of money. That's, that's still a good guess. You're right on target here. How about the average new home in the United States list? New house. This is a little bit tricky because there's so much variation in markets and housing pricing, but yeah. the average new home in the United States- 500k? Wow. Five Liz, it's $504,000. That's half, good. Half a million bucks. You were really close again there. Uh here's one too. Uh the average new 42-inch television, Liz. A TV. How much does a TV cost? New TV. Like okay. So, at Walmart, I'm going to refer to Walmart prices. Oh, okay, sure. All right, so there was like a really tiny TV for like 100. Okay. So if we make that bigger, like 390? Three ninety. It's four hundred dollars, Alyssa. That's pretty good. So, Liz, I'm super impressed. Without looking at the notes, you were close, like within a, a few percentage points on most of these, without going over, except for the milk. That's really good. If this were the Price is Right, you would have won the Showcase Showdown. Yeah, let's Alyssa, go. come on down. That's really good. Hey, uh, <laughs> we need to get your final thoughts. We need to hit the bliss <laughs> point on the hot dog nuggets because as we look up from our <laughs> pricing exercise. You have eaten 
the entire box <laughs> of 15 hot dog nuggets with ketchup. Yeah. What did you think, Alyssa, of the B Nathan's flat. famous hot dog nuggets? A B flat. That's a pretty good score. That's above average mm. and solidly so. B minus. They're really greasy. B minus. Okay. They are really greasy. They're super salty. They're not good for you. If we were trying to make boy, like- Boy, we do a podcast boy. about junk food. <laughs> yeah, but some of this- Well, you know what? Your brother does one about health food. And the stuff well, we talk about there is good. Most food has a lot of sugar in it. That's true, but that's okay. Liz, uh, they're not particularly inspiring, I don't think. It's a little piece of a hot dog wrapped in corn dog batter, but it's in a nugget shape, which, which is cute and small and novel, which I like. Yeah. People don't eat hot dog nuggets the same way they eat like chicken nuggets. It's not a go-to default order no. for like a kid's meal or something, but it's available. Can we keep those? The ketchup packets? My Dakotas and Montana. Sure. Why not? Listen, you said B minus. I'll go, I'll go, I'll say C plus. It's above average in concept, but not execution. I mean, they're not particularly well done, all yeah. things considered, but the novelty is there. These are little things that are kind of neat and you don't see them every day. For me, the nostalgia is there a little bit because of the food court at uh, the cafeteria, I should say, at school and the fond memories I have of that place. What do you think? Is uh, is a slightly above average snack enough to dethrone the champion? No. How does corn dog nuggets do against the Wendy's Frosty and Fries? You already said no. But you know what? You ate an entire order of these. But I also ate the entire Frosty. Okay. Valid point. <laughs> so that means, Alyssa, your winner and still reigning defending undisputed champion of snacks, the Wendy's Frosty and Fries. Yeah, this was a good competition. Again, better showing for the challenger than I expected. I thought I was going to get these things. They were going to be lukewarm. They were going to be disgusting. Well, they were cold. Uh, and they were, in fact, lukewarm. But they weren't disgusting. They were fine. Yeah. Better than fine. You know what's better than fine, Alyssa? Hot cocoa cream Oreos. Yeah, the Oreo rule. We don't have any of these yet. I haven't seen them on shelves, but they have been announced. And I think you can buy them online if you want to. They will almost certainly be at our local Target uh, imminently, if I had to guess. Hot Cocoa Cream Oreos are back again, Alyssa. These were originally introduced in 2018, and five years later, they're on shelves for the holidays. So we are going to be sure to pick these up because they would be seasonally appropriate, I've Alyssa, had these. for our holiday episodes. You have not had the Hot Cocoa Oreos? I think they might have had like little pieces of marshmallow. No, okay, so no, these don't have the marshmallow bits in the cream. They have marshmallow and hot cocoa cream in the middle. So they're the standard Oreo cookies, but then there's a layer of marshmallow cream and a layer of hot cocoa cream. These will be interesting to see if we uh, can eat these. Liz. <gasps> I'm sorry. make a hot cocoa <laughs> milkshake with these. A hot cocoa Oreo milkshake? And we'll compare it to the frozen hot chocolate. Wow, okay, so you're getting... Uh, <clears throat> culinarily advanced here. We're going to have to create a new segment on the back of the box for that one, Liz, I think. Does that no, fall that'll, under? That can, that's the Oreo rule? That's going to fall under the Oreo no, rule? No, it'll fall under the make a new snack rule. Oh, like... um, I can't think of the name. Well, of we do snack to the future, but that's for future stuff. We do uh, Hey Look Ma, We Made It. We could do that. No, make let's just put under the Oreo rule. So, okay, so supplement to the Oreo rule. Not next week, but whenever we find these things on shelves. Liz, Here's a question we ask each and every week. Will it deep fry? Can you deep fry this week's snack? It's already deep fried. Yeah, these are already deep Get fried. Get out of here. <laughs> Hit the road. Uh, which <laughs> means, uh, in fact, Alyssa, it is time to check out the back of the box, a weekly segment where we play a little game. I'm so excited for this. Alyssa, we have a new segment this week. Gummy Trouble. This week's segment is Gummy Trouble. 
Uh, on Gummy Trouble, we are going to blindfold ourselves and try some gummy snacks and then try to guess to see what they are. We have two mystery gummy snacks today. Alyssa, let's see what we've got. Well, I can't blindfold myself, so you're going to you're gonna try these. I already know what they are. You I don't are going have a to try blindfold. Them. Well, I don't know. Whatever. Close your eyes. Put your blanket over your head. Alyssa, we have two gummy snacks for you here today. I'm holding on to the packaging. You already took a peek, so you know what they are. Just now, you weasel. No, I didn't see them. Okay, good. But I already know what they are because I gave them to you. <laughs> But right, I'm well, not going to know which is well, which. Well, you'll be surprised by, by which one is which. I'm going to take half for myself because I want to try it too. Ugh. Here's a piece for you. Okay, so this is interesting. Oh, it tastes like a fruit snack. It does. It tastes exactly like a fruit snack. Well, there's a little bit of sourness to it. No, there's not. You didn't get any of that? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I got like a little bit of citric acid tang there. I got green apple. You're tasting green apple? This just tastes like generic fruit to me. Which is fascinating, Alyssa, because what's your guess? What do you think this one is? A pickle. It is. It's a gummy pickle. It's a Clawson branded gummy pickle, which was in a single tray, a single gummy in the shape of a pickle. Alyssa, it didn't taste like a pickle at all. What a disappointment. Oh, well. Wait a minute. <laughs> I want. I was going to make like a pickle Rick joke, but now I don't even get to. <laughs> I mean, I could do it anyway. Do it. <laughs> Alyssa, it's me. I'm a gummy. I'm a gummy pickle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the other one. You're looking at these now because you know what they are. What are we eating this time, Liz? <laughs> mac and cheese. Gummy mac and cheese. Guess what? It tastes the exact it same. It tastes just like the gummy pickle. What? This stinks. <laughs> what a bummer. I mean, they're good. They taste good. No, they don't. I mean, it just tastes like a gummy candy. They taste like candle wax. You say a lot of things taste like candle wax. <laughs> I would expect that from someone that does a candle podcast. That's not out yet. That's not out yet. Still in the research stages. So, Liz, that one was gummy mac and cheese, which just looked like two small macaroni noodles that were radioactive orange, I guess you would say. I'm very disappointed. Yeah, this was a bummer. Big bust. I think we're going to keep gummy trouble as long as I can find some gummies that actually taste like the thing that they look like. Because that definitely was not what happened here. Mm-mm. What a bummer, Liz. Let's see. Gummy pickle that tastes... <laughs> what is your search strategy here? Like pickle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want one now. I do. There's a giant gummy pickle for $10 on Amazon. Free shipping. <laughs> There's Warhead Extreme Sour Pickle Pickle balls. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The giant gummy pickle on Amazon does say that it's made with sour dill. A distinctly dill-flavored mix with sugary sweetness. Oh, man. Are we going to have to get a gummy pickle now? For $10? Let's do it. I don't want to buy a $10 gummy pickle. It's just one. It's fine. We'll split it. Let's see the size of it. Uh, You can see that the guy's holding it in his hand there. It's the size of the pickle. Oh, this is the VAT-19. This is how you know it's good, Dad. I'm sorry. What's VAT-19? Wait, hold on. It's Prime. I have Prime. Okay. You're yelling into the I'm going to buy it. It's on my account already. I'm buying it. We're not buying. You're buying it. <sighs> <laughs> Let's see. Well, of all the decisions uh, that were made on this show today, this certainly is one of them. <laughs> I bought it. Oh my it. gosh. You bought the gummy pickle? <laughs> All right. Well, now we're now I'm going to have to It's coming November 5th. We can't. Well, that's before this show releases. Approve oh, my I order. just got a text message. Alyssa has placed an order. What the heck? Liz, uh, do you have any final thoughts on hot corn dog hot dog nuggets 
or this show in general or life <laughs> or anything i think you do yeah i do i'm questioning a lot of uh my decisions about life in general right now <laughs> like you just approved a ten dollar gummy pickle well listen you gotta better the show list this podcast should reach you in excellent condition satisfaction guaranteed or your money back if you've got a question for us you can write to the address on the label that's junkfoodpod at gmail.com last chance any final thoughts no not gonna buy any more crap on amazon today Mm-mm. thank goodness this podcast has contained your recommended daily allowance of fun fun for more, go to X Instagram threads or wherever you choose to be social and find us at Junk Feud Pod. You can watch fun size reviews on YouTube, buy our merch on TeePublic, and don't forget to catch all the snacks each and every week wherever you listen to podcasts. Until we see you again for Alyssa, I'm Mike. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Bye. Mom, we just bought a gummy pickle. God. <laughs>